What's up? What's up? Set Apart fam. I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and today's exciting. My friend, the founder of International Young Profits, Elizabeth Timefook, is here to help us discover what we need to do in order to remain healthy in the prophetic. So without further ado, we're going to hop on into this. And if you've never heard of the prophetic, well, you're going to learn a little bit about it today because we all have the ability to hear God's voice and to encourage others in it, to pray through it. He's still speaking today, y'all. Who would have thought? But it's important for us to remain pure during that. So here we go with my girl, Elizabeth Time Fook. What's up, Set Apart fam? Uh, it's Jamie Lynn here, and I'm with my girl, Elizabeth Time Fook. But before we hop in and she says hi, and we actually are in person, guys, which is really fun because usually it's through Zoom or something that we're recording. But I have to tell you about her a little bit. She started something called International Young Profits, and I happen to be a part of that. And what I love is she's building something that does not exist yet on the earth. And so this woman has plowed the field and is still plowing the field and bringing us into the field with her and teaching us how to grow in a healthy family environment in the prophetic. And so I want you to know that you're listening to a saint, a woman, a queen that's set apart for God. And so this is fresh, I think, and very prevalent right now. She was preaching this message this week here in Dallas. And so I'm excited because I wanted her to hop on and share this with you because I know that you're hungry to be set apart in all that you do. And everyone hears the voice of God. So without further ado, what's up, Elizabeth? Hey, Jamie. It's so good to be with you today. You we're gonna too. We're going to talk about life and, you know, this journey with God and like how we walk as prophets. So Totally. Yeah. I love it. And I love your love for our generation. I know a lot of Gen Zers and millennials listen to this podcast and, um, and it's amazing to meet people randomly, but this is what's cool is everything you've sowed and tilled the ground with, we're getting to hear now and you've done it for people who are listening in. So I feel like you have authority in what you're carrying. You were preaching this week. Uh, like, let's yeah. dive in. I just yeah, want to yeah, dive yeah. in. Yeah, let's dive in. So you were preaching this week um, at CFNI about essentially, this is my wording, being holy yeah. so that you can be a pure prophet. So would yeah. you speak into that? Yeah, yeah. The thing is that God, what I love about the Lord is he's on this journey with us. We think it's all about running and getting to the top of the mountain and staying up there. And one of the greatest lessons I learned is God wants to journey with us. He wants to hold our hand and like walk through our hard times with us. And he's still smiling, adoring us. When we stumble, he's still, he's still laughing over us and holding our hand and stuff. And so I think there's like the whole journey is about trusting God and like giving him the place and not having any other idols in your life. And so with that, it does take a lot of dying to self. I know we don't hear a lot of preaching on dying to self, but um, there's a lot of dying to self that has to happen. And if you can do that, God can use you. He can mantle you and put the anointing on your life so you can change nations or change your environment, change whatever you want. Um, and so, um, if I was to say anything that I've learned in this journey is when you go through something, it's not necessarily about the other person. It's about you becoming more Christ-like and to look like Christ. So, um, I'm still on the journey. I have a, you know, God is constantly killing stuff in me. And uh, so, (laughs) so, so I'm good with it because, you know, religion, religion pushes you to, to try to be perfect, like, like perfect and um perfectionism is a spirit of fear like you're but 
when you have a real journey with God and you have a real, he's just looking for a pure heart. God can do anything. I was just thinking this morning about David and like how, how David sinned. And please, I'm not, this is not a reason for sinning at all. Like yeah. you should live to, to honor the Lord. But even like, I was always so fascinated with this and I never figured it out till like more and more I grew with the Lord that like God's really not looking for perfect people but he how is it that David sinned and he goes that's a man after my own heart what like crazy sin like yeah like circular like it seems like it was like tripping a lot yeah and he said he's a man and I always like messed with me because you know sometimes we're learned that we have to live like this perfect little life and living holy and perfect and pure are totally different like I I could live holy and pure and still like have an attitude one day and have to call somebody back and say I'm so sorry like I treated you terrible like I need to like but in the middle of that God is still holding my hand he's still saying hey I'm about the journey like he's not moved by any of that it's when we hold on to that then he shows us our heart like our heart gets hardened right I love the saying like the same sun that melts wax hardens clay yes so I love that so it's like at the end of the day like don't get me wrong I I, if somebody's abusing you you need to get out of it but what if God is using certain little things in your life to actually um to make you look like him that's that's really the only way really honestly Mm -hmm. so so i don't know i just really feel like prophets and reformers um really have this deeper work don't get me wrong like god does a deep work in all of us yeah but there's something that there that has to be deeper and they go through more things and apostles also they go through such hard things that um i just wonder what percentage don't make it yeah but God, yeah. wants, but God wants everyone to make it. Yeah, he does. He wants everyone. And he gives us all Our the... inheritance is to make it. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's always championing us. You know, yeah. he's always clapping us on. We're the ones that whether we want... We allow that the pressure to either make us or break us. Right. And so what people do is they end up going through dark nights of the soul. And they fall away from the Lord. Yeah. And so they go, oh, God didn't love me. No, he was trying to get you out of you. Yeah. So like, I, it's really important for me to share that. Because the condition of a prophet's heart or you know whatever you're called to. Yeah. Your heart condition is more important than your gift. Now you yes. should be excellent in yes. your gift. Because you honor God when you're excellent in your gift. But at the end of the day, the gift is like him manifesting through you. Um, The fruit is your life. You know, that's why you can see someone perform miracles, but they uh, go home and abuse someone, you know, their spouse or whatever, because the gift represents him and the fruits us. So God's uh, at the end of the day, God's just trying to kill us so we can look like (laughs) him. So, so, okay. I know. I feel like, I mean, I feel like if you're listening to a podcast called Set Apart, there's a level of maturity and hunger everyone tuning in has, yeah. right? Yeah. So we hear this killing to self, which I always get really tickled if nobody knew Jesus and they came in and heard us singing about the blood. Yeah, or heard us yeah, of like, course. Like if they had yeah, no yeah. grid for it, like God's trying to kill you, you know? And like, yeah. if, you, if you're a mature believer, you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we don't even know what we're yelling, like what that really means until yeah. we get, you know? Well, I don't yell yay anymore. I'm no, like, I know. I'm like, no, he's dealing with and me. And when I <laughs> sing songs, like there's some prayers that people lead in church and I'm like, oh, oh. it's like you feel the fear of the Lord on it. But how would you say areas of, what does it mean? Um, Cause we're talking about the prophetic, every yeah, single one of you, sure. you know, you can speak into that too. Every single one of us hears the voice of God, but what does that look like? to die to yourself. Like each day there could be so many different examples because everybody is so uniquely different and their situations are different. So 
what what does that practically look like to die to yourself today? Okay, as a prophet. All right, here's yeah. kind of a little bit some of the stuff I shared at CFNI. One, prophets are servants. What what your natural man wants to do is for every for you to be served. So you you our natural man that doesn't has not died will want I want notoriety. And what you do is you start taking God's glory. Mm-hmm. And so so like that's our natural man. Right. And God's kingdom is totally different. He says, if you want to be the greatest, be a servant. Yeah. And so in the fivefold ministry, everyone's a servant. And so like we've seen um things in our generations past, even in our generation where um things people that have identity problems um they tend to you take god's glory and they take the these fivefold ministry to actually make people serve them or yeah. you or they use it as something to come against people you know and and really like control them yeah and so it the the real calling of the fivefold is to equip equip the body for the work of the ministry that means i'm your servant at that yeah. point so like when I go in to a local congregation, like say, like I do a lot of Sunday mornings, I go in, I always, I try to get online and see like, maybe I'll search out like the vision of the church and say like, what's their vision? And then I ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, like, what is my part in this? Yeah. My part is not to go in a church and clean it up. A pastor, a pastor, first of all, has paid a price yeah. to, or an apostle of a house has paid a price. My thing is to go compliment and, and my part of the fivefold in the house to go in and like see what God's saying, but also help them build their vision. I love that. Um, now, if I have correction, this is, this is part of what I'm saying. Like there's protocols in the prophetic. Yeah. And so this is one of them. Like if I really like felt something was going on, I would talk to the pastor in the back. I wouldn't get on his pulpit mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, I feel like the Lord shared this. And I submit it to them. Right. That's yeah. because at the end of the day, like I don't have their oversight. I'm not oversight right. over them. So like so, when Paul would write letters in correction to places, it's places he had authority in uh, yeah relationship like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah so so i think that's really good and protocol so like being a servant's really important to me like i feel like if you can always view like everything you do is like you're serving the body yes. um i'm not saying like let people take advantage of you but like i i really at the end of the day are we servants you know like um what am i producing in my gifts so i can serve the body i love you that know? yes so um another thing i talked about today your question too, like, do you want me to go through some Keep of Keep going. Okay. okay. This is your time to so, go. Okay. So like another thing, even in this hour is we try to tell, I try to tell people that prophets are not infallible. People say like, why are prophets wrong? Like, yeah. okay. So like you're comparing me to Christ. Here's what the word dictionary says infallible means. It means incapable of making mistakes or being wrong. What? What platform have you put me on as a prophet? I'm a servant. Like I make mistakes just like anyone else. So if you're saying that a prophet can't be wrong, um, I really have a problem with your theology on that because you're now comparing me to Jesus, the perfect one, the perfect one to walk the earth. So, so people have to be careful. They don't think prophets need to be perfect. Now prophets do need to be humble, which is another point um, because if like what we've seen and i just want to talk because the next generation is asking questions and yeah. we need to answer them yeah, get it. so one of the things is like i've watched and people i know to be honest like some of them the people that are really people of like say oh we get it the, the ones that apologize are the ones that are humble the ones that are like well you'll see god will show up da, 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 are the ones that are super prideful and i think at that point like there's that heart your heart's hard like because if we're servants we're okay with being 
being humble, right? If right. somebody's asking you, you should be teaching them why. There's a difference to me where you're trying to hold on to what God spoke to you. Right. Um, to, you would be like, well, I feel like God spoke this to me. But there, that's a humble attitude. But yeah. if you're like, well, God told me. So, like, as in the prophetic, like, like being humble is really important. Yeah. Like, there's some people I will never listen to their prophetic words unless God like really speaks to me because I've watched them be so prideful over and over and it like creates um, a wall in people's hearts. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think we should like cut off everyone because of that because yeah. we're all at different journeys and that may be their journey. He would have cut off every disciple if that was Yeah. He would have had yeah. disciples. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when someone's continuously like everything is about them and they're puffed up, like how can you receive from that? You know, whether yeah. you're a prophet or whatever like nobody likes the pridefulness right so can I ask um, you a question about that yeah. that I think would be cool to differentiate a little bit more um because I know that you you really do study like you are a woman who studies and watches and that's something I really I learned so much when I'm around you and hearing the way you see things because you see differently than I do too and I love it mm-hmm. so you think about Noah when he was building the ark and he heard the Lord and everybody was like you cray you whatever so what's the difference in standing when nobody else sees it in humility like Noah did and still going and I just wanted you to harp on that a little bit more and then also apologizing because you did get it wrong because sometimes I think when I look at prophets of the older New Testament you know their words stood alone and not all of the prophets were saying the same thing. Yeah. And so I don't know if this makes sense. I just think it's something to, to harp in a little bit more because there will be people who hear something, but it may take a whole lot longer to come to pass than we think. So what does that look like by sure. still standing and remaining I mean, humble? I mean, I, I mean, I've heard stuff and like sometimes just to my... I mean, honestly, like I've been processing this lately. Like I, I'm a little ahead of my time on certain things, and I, and I, I could tell when I share it with people. People are like, "Oh, that's so that's great, Elizabeth." Elizabeth, and then like two years later, it happens. So like, yeah. But I, but I could be puffed up and be like, "You'll see that there's a difference between that and be like, oh, okay." Like, I mean, I'm submitted that, like, you yeah. know. So like, those I are. That. I think it's the attitude but you didn't of move. it. You didn't yeah. move from it. Still yeah. in your heart. Yeah, of okay. course. And I didn't go. Well, I missed it yeah. you know so I think like just like God is always getting to the condition of our heart yeah, and so like like I just I mean there's a point you just have to be like I'm okay with saying it and nobody's seeing it but yeah um that's where I had a problem with even the election I'm just being honest mm-hmm. um because the people that were kind of snotty and like acted like you'll see God will defend me like kind of had like a, a nasty attitude yeah. are the ones that um that are prideful and so but there's some like even if they didn't apologize they were like well I thought I heard God like you know like to me I could still receive from those people yeah but like if people are gonna um not be kind like I don't know like the where's the fruit of the spirit like there's got to be some kind of a line where like love has to be our highest aim like I I was thinking last week about like God is love like he could have said God is miracles God is like and he is you know God is all this stuff but why did he put why did he put that level uh, in the bible of that those three words God is love because we are supposed to end up looking like him so like if love is our highest aim which the bible does say that then are my gifts filtered through that? Yeah. Is my every part of my life filtered through like putting my brother before myself, having yeah. love being my highest aim? Like, am I becoming like Christ? Yeah. So, so like, I, I don't, 
I just think that right now, like God had to show some of the condition of the prophetic movement um, to really like unfold. Like, you know, for for like probably the last two years, people are like, it's a 10 years of pay. It's a 10 years of the mouth. And God's like, yeah, I'm going to clean up the mouth before. Like, you're going to get the fear of the Lord so strong on you, prophetic movement, that when you say stuff, like think nations are going to shake. Yeah. But some of the stuff I've seen in green rooms or I've seen on like, I, I was so, I remember talking to one of my mentors and like, I'd be like, I'm so tired of seeing some of this stuff. I don't even want to be in the prophetic movement. And they're like, no, it's good for you to see it. So like in the middle of that, like, I could feel that just now. You probably saw it. I realized <laughs> in my facial expression, I'm like, I have felt it. Yeah. yeah. So like, so like, is God cleaning up something bigger than is happening? And is he revealing? Because remember when the pressure's on is what really comes out. Because you, yeah. you can look like a really humble person till the pressure's on. Then I'm like, mm, we didn't know that was in you. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, it's not even about other people. It's about you. Exactly. Yeah. So. And I love that. And I just want to encourage people. I say this a lot on this podcast. You're hearing this from another woman who is walking with the Lord and um, putting out fires, as she says here, because you're, you really are treading ground that nobody has. You're building something that doesn't exist yet. So there's stuff that comes your way, which is great. But in these moments, like it's like my I say love language is corrections, my love language, which you've heard me say that um, and growing because it is important when the shaking comes, like allow yourself, allow God or the people around you or maybe pointing it out to bring correction so that when yeah. you do stand one day and even more shaking comes, you're still standing on God and God alone and your whole world's not crumbling and you feel like you've strayed away and ridden the wave of yeah. the world, you know? So I think that's really important. I just wanted, I, I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. And that goes right into um, the prophets should be accountable. So in the middle of that, like it's so important. See, we try to like build our own stuff. And like, if you can build with a family mentality, um, you'll actually put, people go like, well, you can't tell me this. And I'm like, no, those are like boundaries that we're trying to, so you don't run off the road of life and yeah. run off the road being a prophet. And so people can spare themselves out. And don't get me wrong. Now, God, even if you do that, God God uses everything for the journey. It just may take you another lap around the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which yeah. I'm like, I don't That's have time true. to go around the lap again, no. Jesus. But You can be in um, the desert and not inherit the promise. <laughs> land or you can inherit the promised land by leaning in yeah and so it's really important to have like um really good accountability in your life and people go well i don't have this and this if you really let people say talk i, I love this my bishop he's my spiritual father he told me one day there's a thing called the 10 m's and he said you know every five years what you should do is get your spouse to um well i don't have a spouse yet but like get your spouse to like rate you or a close friend yeah. and let them go through the 10 m's and rate you Ooh, and i was I just that. like he, he's gonna go through like what's your message your motives like how do they view you and i was just like man that's really getting your stuff right yeah. and so i think at the end of the day if it's painful for a moment it'll actually make you look like christ so yeah. i think i tell people what is your highest aim like at the end of the day is it to become a great minister or is it to become a great like what is highest aim our, our highest aim should always be to look like christ like yeah. like today uh, am i going through a whole bunch of stuff because um like at the end of the day i do want to look because you make your decisions that way it's true you make your decisions and so um i love yesterday i was listening to jim hennessy at trinity church in here in dallas and i remember him saying it was probably one of the most i mean he just is a phenomenal prophetic teacher but he said this he said you, you have you 
you have authority in your decisions. And I was thinking about that and it's like whatever decision you make, you give it authority. Yeah. Like if I choose to sin, that has my authority. Yeah. You know, if I choose to live for God, like I get the mantle of heaven, like on me and the authority. And so I was thinking that's so good. Like, like if we're conscious of what we're putting in ourselves and like, if we, do we look at our, like our inner man as gold? Do we look at our inner man as something to protect? Do we look at as our inner man as like, like say like a clear bottle of water or do we keep putting poisons in it to really like, and then we go, Oh, we're pure. And God's like, no, I can't even see through that anymore. So it's like, now we need like revival because revival come and help clean that junk out really quickly. So, so in the middle of that, like, I really believe like being an accountable like and like really being submitted not just being submitted till that person tells you what you don't want to hear yeah. like i've been told what i don't want to hear a lot yeah like and yeah. i go and i look back now and i go oh they were protecting my yeah. soul like i always could, say it hurts so good like yeah. in the moment it hurts but i know they love me later on it's it. so good <laughs> it hurts in the moment <laughs> and then so good later yeah so but i I'm just saying like especially when you're moving fast and you're like that would be a great opportunity and then but my number one thing isn't about building a platform it's about having my family around me my spiritual family so like when you're always submitted it's easier to go back there first and go Mm -hmm. to the platform part yes I love that I've never heard anybody say that yeah when we dive a little further into that yeah. Like, like going to, well, I'll, I'll go back to asking you more specific about accountability. Cause anyway, it's kind of like Jamie, like you and Lance, like, um, like, tr- like if you have total trust in Lance and total, and he's a total safe place, you're not, you're always going to go to him first. Cause you're like, he's going to walk in wisdom. He's going to go talk to the Lord. Yeah. Like, like you're so in trust in that. But if your number one thing wasn't Lance and it was something else, you would always go to that first. Yeah, that's so, so, good, so it's so important. Like for me, um, if a huge opportunity comes and like, I really don't know, like sometimes you go, Oh, I know that's the Lord. Like God wants me to go in yes. there. Like we can push the kingdom forward and all of that. But, sometimes I go I don't know like I mean like I'm processing and I go submit it to someone that I'm you know submitted to yeah and they were like no I don't think that's a season for that but I could be like well it would be a great opportunity and they're like no it's a it wouldn't it's a different season for you and I go okay like yeah. I, I just you've I'm done, done that. with that you've literally you've, so I know much, stories yeah. behind the scenes where you've literally done that and it was awesome opportunities yeah so then accountability you know, somebody's listening in and it's very, it's very um, prevalent right now. I mean, you look at America and you see how we've been discipled. Yeah. So it's hard for people to understand, well, what, how do I get accountability? What is accountability practically? How, yeah. Somebody who doesn't know that they have it, how can they go get it today? Yeah. Um, I, I first would, I mean, this sounds crazy. I mean, God may supernaturally just send you people. Like yeah. some people are like yeah. that. I wasn't like that. I like had to find mine, you mm-hmm. know? But I think one thing too is find people that kind of are called to the same thing you're called to yes. and go serve them. Yes. Because there's something of fragrance that's given to you, first of all, when you serve yeah. um, on your life. And then the second part of it is like, say I'm called to, like I was studying to be a meteorologist, but say I'm doing that. So I wanted to go and study under my favorite meteorologist right yeah because I would become the best I would be able I would know all the weaknesses yeah. of like my you would like intern with them yeah. yeah I would and they could tell me and teach me all the things and so what I've done now is I've submitted myself to them to learn and because they become account I've become yeah. accountable to them yeah. so I tell people I said find out like this is what I tell people about mothering and even finding mothers and fathers find out what are valuable to you yeah. for me the number one thing is time like that person has to have time for me like if somebody goes hey uh I'm gonna like 
I'm going to mentor you through text or email. That's probably not going to work for me. Right. right? Somebody else, it might work for them. <laughs> yeah, Somebody that's all they need. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But time is really important because I have like so much that's put on me and yeah. so much stuff we're trying to forge. I need people that get my life and that are really, I can sit, go with my list of stuff. Like I, it's so, it's so funny. Bishop Hammond, like he, that man just loves me so much. I love him. Like I just love that man. And so I'll always go in with my list and I'll have like 10 things. I was like, okay, Bishop, what about this and this? And one day he looked at me and he's like, oh, you need to go have more fun. (laughs) I was like, I I just busted out laughing. I feel like you're so good. You're so fun. Like when we travel, you're always like, let's go ride a scooter. Let's go do this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I told him because I need to go in with my list. I was like, Bishop, I promise I have fun. You know, it was like, but it was so funny that somebody that I mean, like has authority over me is like telling me to go have more fun. Like that's like so weird, but. So uh, I know I chuckled so hard when he told me that because I was because he just stared at me and then he just said it and I just laugh I literally still laugh about it because I was thinking Bishop I'm sorry bring so anytime I go in to meet with him I go Bishop you know I got my list with me (laughs) you know it so so like Bishop is done what I'm doing like. I would never compare myself to him. Like right. I'm like at the beginning of my but journey. But there's something you see in him that you have yeah. too. Yeah. And like, find, that's what I'm saying. Finding someone accountable. Yeah. Because I remember when I was searching for someone for my life, like I was going through so much, like literally like hell on earth, mm-hmm. like, um, that I would try to talk to people about what I was going through and like, they didn't get it. They yeah. would, they would be like, they would try to tell me stuff and I'm like, you don't get anything I'm saying. And I'm sitting here just wasting my time. And, um, when I went to meet with Bishop, um, I literally, he could answer my question. Like he, like I would start a, a question or, or an answer, or like talk about something and he would finish the end of it. And I go, I've never met anyone wow. on this planet that can finish what I've started. Yeah. And so then I, as we got to know each other, I would tell him the stuff that God spoken to me about how to build a company of prophets. And he was like, Elizabeth, he goes, you don't even know my teachings at the time. Cause we were still getting to know each other. And he goes, you, you are telling me all the things that God told me when I started this. So like yeah. finding someone, I mean, it took a while. It's worth it. Yeah. It's another, worth it. Another thing that I've noticed too, with what you're saying is if, if you're wondering like, but how do you know if they have the same call? What message are they preaching? And do you burn yeah, when you so hear good. it? Yeah. Cause so that's good. the fruit of their life. That's the fruit of what God is circulating inside them. And, and, and it could be a season two, a seasonal mentor yeah. where you're like, they're preaching about the fear of God. That may not be my message, but I need to go learn. And you could be doing that through YouTube. Do you know what I'm saying? In a season, but in person where they're speaking to your life, I do think is you're, you have so many people who, which is, I I can't imagine not having that with what you're doing, who are speaking into hovering over, covering you, loving you, serving, and they're serving you too. Yeah. They see you as well for who you are and what you're capable of doing and can cheer you on even before the victories come. There's a lot of fruit I see in your life when it comes, well, in a lot of areas, but especially when it comes to what you're saying, like Elizabeth does, like walks in all of these things. And so I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And I think too, people have to realize I always keep my relationships at number one. Like if, like if my relationships with these people were a mess, I would get off the road. Um, it's just like, it doesn't like, I would become a mess. What do you mean? Get off the road. Like I would not try as a traveling minister. Like I, I would set down the ministry until like I got those right. Cause remember, remember platforms are my, not my number one. Like I, I actually like sometimes tell the Lord, like, Lord, like 
I I'm a, am I the wrong person for this? Because like people are running for platforms and I'm like, I really, I would rather go sit in the back with my, with relationships and build those like that are people close to me and I trust. And I said then, but platforms are there for, I'm an influence, but yeah. they're not for identity. Yeah. And so if you can't get your identity right and get your relationships right, like those, those platforms will crush you. They will. They'll We've seen it. And this is what's so grieving. How many times, if we're aware of what's going on, do we have to watch somebody fall to understand the weight and the cost of anything God called us to? God could call you to be the administrative assistant to a Fortune 100 company person or to a subway or to, you know, it doesn't matter. But our call is costly. And if we don't purify ourselves, we have seen people fall on massive levels. And that is so grieving because none of us like that. We're not celebrating that. And we still want them to be restored to Jesus. It's never too late. But I think that's key is something that in IYP that you are good at circulating is like, we got to get right with God and one another so that we can live this costly life. And I love what you just said about laying down what God has quote unquote called you to for what he's really called you to. And that's relationship. Yeah. And I love, you know, one of the things I love about, you know, Patricia is like a mom to both of us. And so like one of the things I love about her is she's about to turn 70 and she still is like, Elizabeth, if I hurt your feelings, tell yeah. me. And like, I will come and say, sorry. And she's yeah. a global minister. I don't want to ever get past that. She's extremely relational too, yeah. and very good at stewarding her time. And her relationships. Yes. She is very protective over her relationship. She, like if she did, there's, there are ministers I know because they're huge that they don't care how they treat someone. And and so like Patricia's not like that. That's why God can give her the mantle she has. So I think like um, people have to be like, what, how do you like steward what God's given you? And I'm not talking just about the gift. I'm talking about like your inner man. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you don't get that dealt with, I'm telling you, it will crush you yeah. in the future. Yeah. You may be able to get away with it now, but it will come back to crush you. And so like for me that's scary and it doesn't mean like jamie at the end of the day it doesn't mean that we don't have bad days it doesn't mean that we don't fail and stumble um you know the bible says you can stumble all these times but get up like keep going and i think i think god's just looking at the condition of the heart not necessarily like you know like being perfect so he's like hey that person's turned towards me you know so i love that and I love too. He always provides a way of escape when temptation comes. Yeah. And um. And I agree with what you're saying. And so, for those who are listening right now, is there anything else you want to speak into them or encourage them with? And definitely, I would love for you to pray over them. Yeah. Yeah. I my thing is right now I'm reading um the book The Anointing by Benny Hinn, and like all of it is about the journey of the anointing on his life. And I was just like, God, this is like. This is my language. This is the book I want to read because I want to know, like, how do I sustain, like, my relationship with the Lord? It has nothing to do with platforms. It has nothing to do with that. It's talking about valuing God's presence over your life. Like, how how are you as a listener? How are you valuing every day? Like, have you, like, even mapped out, like, stewarding God's presence over your life and in your life? And, like, how do you make decisions? Because decisions will come. Like, will you lie? Will you, like, you know, like... how is it that what do you want to grieve the holy spirit like you know those type of things and so whenever i would say to you like if you were to hear anything from elizabeth is like keep your inner man like 
like all in check. Yeah. Like always do self checks and yeah. uh, always ask other people. Like yeah. I don't always want to hear what other people t- want to say about me, but if I can gulp it down yeah. and ask the Holy Spirit and to ask help the people me, people who will tell you the truth. Because yeah. a lot of people still don't have the courage to be that authentic and real because they still don't want to hurt. Yeah. Um. But like, I think it's so healthy to be at a place like what you're saying, where you're really like I I've done that through um, discipleship programs that I've done with Patricia. And it's like, I went to the people that I knew would be honest. Yeah. And it was really, and if somebody said, I don't know an area you have to grow, I'd go find somebody else who would, who could see clear enough areas I had to grow in, you know? So I I love that. And it is painful. If we were to tell you it's not painful, it would be a lie. (laughs) It is super painful in the beginning. Yeah. But if you can walk through that thing, there's going to be a fragrance that comes off your life and God will give you more influence with people. And so at the end of the day, it's about let's influence people for Christ's sake, you know? And so you can only influence as far as you, you've allowed God to change you. Right. So I love it. So in the middle of this, I would just say that like for me, um, I I want you to be grading your gift. Like that's what I'm going to champion. But my greatest thing for people is that their inner man, that they are like, they so honor the Holy Spirit. They so honor, you know, God in their life. And like, if we all walked with the fear of the Lord and like, Holy Spirit, we don't want to grieve you. Like anything that grieves, if we consciously did that every day, we would have a move of God. And that's possible. Yeah. But what we do is like, we have attitudes. We're going to, we have to be right. We don't do what's right. We have to be right. Like you're going to listen to me. Like I'm right. I mean, we see that over social media so much. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't, like, that's not even kingdom to me. Yeah. Like, how could you say you love God and yell at your brother? Like, how can you say you love God? And, you know, like, and there's just, there's a maturity. And I'm going to say this. I'm in process, so I'm not even 100% there. I'm just saying. But um, but I consciously, I'm even trying to do that even more. Like, Holy Spirit, like, let the fear of the Lord be in my decisions. Let the fear of the Lord, like, be in my heart and how I talk to people. Yeah. And if I do have, like, a cranky day, um, that I need to go back and apologize to that person. Yes. Even if they're like, hey, it's okay. No, my heart was wrong. Yeah. And I know it was wrong. And yeah. I need, I want to stay close to the Holy Spirit. So, um, So that's what i would say i love that so much i so i don't know for you for you guys tuning in like a woman who's leading a large global prophetic movement because you are for young prophets and it's growing and it's growing and it's growing um is in process with god inviting him in to places where she wants to grow more and more um and to look more like him and so i think that's true humility and I think that's important to constantly invite the Holy Spirit into, and he'll bring people, he'll bring people around you to speak into your life in those places. So, um, anyways, well, before you pray, where can people follow you? and (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'm on Instagram. So you can, if you want to come to something we're doing, we usually put it on there. So Elizabeth Timefook, weird last name, T-I-A-M. She's totally tagged. She's totally tagged in my instagram post for this podcast so you can find it there if you don't awesome. know how to spell it awesome yeah and then also you can go to internationalyoungprofits.com and so to look up kind of what we're doing but um on instagram as well as international yeah Young yeah so uh I, that's where we're at and if you feel that you want to apply to be part of international young profits um then you can go to internationalyoungprofits.com Dot, yeah dot com and then there's a join inner there's a join button so there you go that's yeah. awesome i love this thank you so much will you will you give us a prayer yeah lord i thank you for everyone listening to this lord i pray lord that they would just fall in love with you 
Lord, let your knowing your heart and knowing you be their highest aim all the days of their life. Lord, I pray that in the middle of this, Lord, that people would see how much we love each other. And Lord, the harvest would come in, Father, because it says if they'll know you belong to me before your love one for another. And Lord, that in the spirit, Lord, you would trust us with the harvest coming in. And Lord, I thank you for everyone listening, Lord. I just thank you, God, that they are, even to listen to this, that they want to grow and they want to be set apart. And Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, for holiness. I thank you, Lord, for humbleness. I thank you, Lord, those who want to be accountable, Lord, that that you would bless them. You would bless them with your presence, the greatest of all. Like, that's our greatest um, is your presence. And Lord, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And for those of you tuning in, if you find value in this comment, please um, leave a written review, subscribe, share this with your friends, share it with a friend, especially someone you know hears the voice of God, um, because we all do. And I think this is really beautiful to grow in character. So thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll catch you next week on Set Apart with Jamie Lynn Wallnow.